The holiday season is joyful, yes, but it's also stressful. In today's episode, Carolyn and I share how we attempt to survive the season. It's a little bit of just good advice that we've learned the hard way over the years. Let's dive in. So today we're talking about the holidays and how to survive them. Yes. And I proposed this idea to Carolyn. And at first she was like, I don't know if I have any good advice. (laughs) And then she just started rolling. I just started talking and you were taking notes. Exactly. Turns out Carolyn has a lot of advice. Yeah. Also, it turns out that a lot of people are stressed at the holidays. It's not just me in my little cocoon of stress. No. 88% of Americans feel stressed celebrating the holidays. And shocker, more women than men are stressed around the holidays. I mean, who really had to make that a stat? Yeah. Yeah. Like, of course, because... Women more often shoulder all the responsibility. Let's do the shopping. Let's do the wrapping. The cooking. Let's do, yeah, let's prepare for what the kids are getting. The kids' outfits. Oh, gosh, the kids' outfits, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, back to my favorite age group, Gen Zers, and your very young millennials. People age 30 years and younger are more likely to report a decrease in stress. During the holidays. Probably because mom's doing it all. Yeah, because they go home. Yeah. They go home. Their mom's still doing it. Yeah. They're probably not making enough money to really, like, you know, partake in a bunch of Christmas shopping. Yeah. Or they're, like, going out on Christmas Eve, so it's just, like, one day. But everyone 31 and up is stressed. Stressed. And Very stressed. We looked up the top stressors during the holidays. Lack of time. Lack of money, the commercialism or hype, the pressure of giving or getting gifts, and then the last one was staying on a diet. Yeah, that one can just go right back out the window. Yeah. We actually talked about that last year. We talked about how much weight people really gain at the holidays. Yes. And the number was not that shocking. Yeah. It was very low. Yeah. So you can go back and listen to that if you would like. Okay. This and other stat, though, I think is awesome. Carolyn found this, and I just, <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's hilarious. So 46% of Americans say that other holiday shoppers are the root of their stress. Hilarious. I wish other holiday shoppers were the root of my stress, but I don't think that's mine. Yeah, no. Mine's probably lack of time and then pressure of gifting and... I don't know. Family stuff. Mine is definitely lack of time. The commercialism is is like that's that's what starts the stress. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 Especially this year when like some of the stores around here had Christmas up before Halloween. Oh my gosh. I started like Googling like when, you know, like different areas of town were having their open houses, you know, like Homewood does one, that kind of thing. And then I Went to, I, I was at a day spot in town in Tuscaloosa yesterday, and I said, hey, it's like, because I hadn't heard anything about their open house, and they have a great open house, like lots of like great deals, and um, I was like, is, is Jill's open house happened yet, or is it going to be in December? I thought maybe they wait 
you know, in December when people were buying, like, thinking gift cards and that kind of thing. She's like, oh, no, it was the first Thursday in November. What? Uh, yeah, and but then I looked up, like, um, Cahaba Heights when it was, like, early in November. They were all, like, early in November. Wow. I know. Okay, well, we missed the boat. I know. So, okay, and in the states with the most holiday stress. This is funny. Like, these statistics, I just think, are funny. Uh-huh. And this was, these state, well, this was determined based on the volume of search history for the terms anxiety disorder and stress reduction in the month of December. North Dakota is number one. Nebraska is number two. Number three is Oklahoma. Number four, New Hampshire. Number five, Massachusetts. See, all of these are in cold climates, although Oklahoma is probably maybe the most mild, maybe. But like North Dakota, it's, hello, do you remember the movie Fargo? Mm-hmm. It's, cold it's cold and dark. So I don't, I mean. That made me stressed I think that time. would just make me stressed and depressed. Yeah. Okay, so not a shocker how people typically cope with right. their holiday stressors. And when Briarly and I were like, we do all of these. So people mainly cope with holiday stressors by engaging in sedentary behaviors, such as eating comfort food, mm-hmm. watching TV, sleeping, and drinking. For sure. I mean, isn't that kind of the holidays? Yeah. Here's what I see. Yummy desserts, Hallmark movies, taking a nap, drinking wine. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's what that says to me. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. But here's the real thing. We really don't care about statistics because, or what they say, because we know the holiday stress is for real. Very real. Yes. Very real. And we are going to share some tips that we have learned about ourselves or about surviving the holidays. Um, I'm going to say we learned most of these, the way we learned most of these was Trial and error? Trial and error, and lots of error. Yeah, a lot of error. And then finally dawning on us, hey, maybe we don't need to do this this way. Yeah. So part of this is like we're going to give you permission to do some things a little differently. Yeah. We're going to share, you know, our own mistakes. And at the very least, hopefully just make listeners feel like, oh, it's not just me. Right. And I think sometimes you need permission. Like you just go, you're in such a habit, such a routine in the holidays because things have been done a certain way for so long. Sometimes it takes someone saying like, you know, it doesn't have to be done this way or you don't have to do this. Yeah. So maybe we will provide that to a listener or two. Yeah. We can just liberate them. Yes. Yes. Okay. Where do you want to start? Um, okay. Let's start with your top stress and what you do now as a result. Okay. You had a couple leading stressors. So, well, I come from a big family. My mom is one of six, and we had this whole, um, like, three-day extravaganza, like, 23rd through 26th. Like, everyone was all together. Anyway, so it was a lot of... um, a lot of expectations, a lot of like, I mean, it was fun, but just a lot. Um, and, you know, it wasn't 
you know, and so I just assumed, like, this is what I'll be doing, like, every Christmas for the rest of my life. And it wasn't really until I had a child that I thought, or I started to realize, I don't know if trying to keep up this extravaganza, three-day extravaganza, is really the best thing for my my little family now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was prioritizing the bigger family and forgetting that I had a little family to make new traditions for. Or, you know, because, and I realized this because it was making me, like, an angry monster mom, like, because I was stressing trying to get stuff, you know, just get ready for this three-day extravaganza. And, um, you know, and it kind of dawned at me. Now, I probably didn't pull back some until I had my second child. But I do remember kind of thinking, oh, wait, like, it's not just about the bigger family and me going along with whatever, what all is being done. It's, I have my own family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, I, um, I pull back, you know, really kind of my gauge now, of course, now they're 12 and 15 and, you know, I wish I'd implemented this 12, 15 years ago, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, like, is this going to like turn me into like a raging mom? Like, is this going to turn me into a mean person temporarily? Like, like if so, then it's too much maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I totally agree. Although I will say that I had that epiphany when my second child was born. So seven years ago, but I didn't actually implement it until last year. Yeah. Well, I'm not good. I mean, it's hard to go against traditions that you've done forever. It is, but also I got a couple pieces of advice from other people last year when I, when I like, Will and I really put our foot down. Yeah. Um, one is growing up as a kid, I always got to celebrate Christmas in my own house. And that was such a lovely feeling. And I talked to other people who said that when they ran from house to house to house, it was like as kids, they didn't necessarily get to play with their toys or whatever they were gifted, right? And so they wished that they had had that. And so that gave me like a little bit of fuel for it. The other one was the being the better mom, like that it was going to make me a better person. Um, And like very much like what you were saying where I don't need to be, you know, stressed and mean and and then the last was that like we get to make our own traditions too and it's not that we don't go see other we don't go see family we do we see family we invite family um we go to other families houses but we kind of like started to protect yeah one element of christmas and what we chose was like opening presents with the girls yeah whether that was Christmas morning or Christmas afternoon. Yeah. Okay. But Good for you. I mean, there was a lot of blowback. There still is blowback. Yeah. Shifting gears on family doesn't always go real well at first. No. Yeah. So long way of saying, tip is, it is important to do what makes you as a parent who is executing the holiday happy too. Yes. Keep mama happy. Yes. Because then the kids are happier. Yeah. Because they're going to follow your your mood, your lead. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, 
So keep mama happy. Um, you know, I'm really proud of myself this year or with Thanksgiving. That is, um, I defined my capabilities and I put it out there. When it comes to preparing the holiday meal. Yes. And so Thanksgiving, we went to a cabin in North Carolina. I met um, my brother and his partner and my mom and dad. And, um, you know, the plan was, I think earlier in the fall, is we would just go book a really nice place to eat Thanksgiving dinner in Asheville. Which was great. Sounds lovely. Yes. Mom, we did that (laughs) once and like mom was like, I think finally able to enjoy the holiday. Like it was just such a weight off, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that's what the plan was. And, um, which was great with me because all fall I have been traveling nonstop with book promo and like Thanksgiving week, I was just looking forward to like just chilling. Yeah. Just, you know just chilling out and like, you know, regrouping and resting. And so then my brother said, well, Luke and I really want to cook. And so I was like, okay, that's great. But I did, I called him up and I said, look, I am, if y'all really want to do this, I am game, but I need to tell you like my capabilities this year. And my capabilities are, I am not cooking anything. <laughs> yeah. I will bring, I'm bringing a cake and I'm, I'm picking up from an amazing bakery and I'm doing a salad. It may even be bag salad. I hadn't bought it. I'll, I'll wait when I get to yeah. North Carolina or when I did get to North Carolina. Um, but I just said, look, and I, and I don't really want to feel guilty that that's all I'm doing. You know? Correct. Like, so y'all need to be sure that, yeah, this is something y'all really want to do. Yeah. So, but it felt, I mean, I felt like if I hadn't, like, if I hadn't had that conversation with him and I hadn't said, this is what I can do, I would feel guilty. Or I would be doing, making stuff and feeling like resentment, just bitter. Right. So, it took me 46 years, but I finally said, this is what I can do. This is what, and this, this is, is what, what I I'm willing do. to contribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like, it was a five plus hour drive. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that in and of itself is challenging yeah. when it comes to transporting food, arriving, Cooking, shopping, et cetera, yes. et cetera. But also, cooking for people stresses me out. I'm just so surprised to hear you say that. I enjoy cooking for – well, we've we've debated this before. I enjoy cooking for the holidays. Now, would I want to execute the entire Thanksgiving meal? No. Fortunately, I've always, you know, celebrated with people who enjoy cooking too. Yeah. So it's like very much a shared responsibility. But I'm just so surprised that it, cooking for people stresses you out. It does, because I feel like the expectations are so high. Oh. <laughs> I, I I don't know. And, like, it stresses me out to take somebody a meal, like, when they're sick or, like, they've had, like, stresses me out because I don't, I think, I feel like the expectations are so high and I don't know if it's going to be, like, it's going to be a disappointment. Like, I don't know. Isn't that weird? I don't, I think that most people, when you, most people, when you provide them food, true, true, they're just happy that they were provided food. But I hear you. So, well, speaking of cooking, mm-hmm. one of my favorite tips is to make sure that I contribute a fruit or a vegetable dish. And I would, I would say, 
you could broaden this that you just make sure you contribute something that brings you joy to the meal. Okay. Like I like that. I usually that bring a salad. Exactly. I I will usually bring a salad or some version of like a fairly like basic vegetable. Yeah. Like not one, you know, not one dressed in sauces or whatever. Right. Not a casserole. Right. Um and that brings me joy because I that's what I want to eat. I want to balance out my plate with a like a fresh, crisp veggie of some variety. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I don't care if nobody else eats it. Yeah. And in some instances, it's like I eat a big portion and then a couple people have like a very small tasting and then maybe one of my kids eats it and then the rest goes home with me. And I'm like, okay, oh, thanks. Well. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I don't want a whole brown plate. No. No. Or like, you know, a fruit, sometimes like at Easter, like bringing like my sister-in-law will like bring the fruit for like a big fruit bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Salad. Well, and that's always good to have for kids too. Yeah. yeah. But that I think is, is always important. But if, if bringing like a special dessert or a special cocktail or whatever, if bringing something like that brings you joy, the whole point is bring something that brings you joy. I like that. Well, along those same lines... I'm going to give a tip here, and that is do not be a, be afraid of putting some stofers in a casserole dish. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. You have to tell the story about your mother, what your mother did once. Okay. Um, so I get this honestly. Yeah. Because mom had some people over for dinner, or they were at their house years ago. And like decades ago. Yes. And she didn't really know, like, it was a guy they knew from college, and he was dating this woman who subsequently became one of mom's best friends. And the couple broke up. Yeah, the couple broke up. Yeah, they yeah. knew the guy, and then the girl became your mom's best yeah. friend. So I think they were, like, having drinks at mom and dad's house. Um, didn't really, you know, thought, oh, we're just going to be a long-term thing. You know, like, he knows us from college. He's just introducing us to his girlfriend. I have some cocktails, decide to, like, stay and eat dinner. And so mom looks in the freezer, and she has Stouffer's spinach souffle. I wonder if they make that. It was really good. We need to go and see if they still make that. We need to go that. see that. So she um, thaws it and puts it in her own casserole dish and makes it, and everybody loves it, particularly this woman. <laughs> who later becomes mom's best friend, and is like, I want the recipe. (laughs) And mom did not know what to do. She was so caught off guard. So she actually gave her a recipe. A fake recipe. She sent her a fake recipe. But mom, you got to know my mom. Like Like, she was so embarrassed that she'd even done what she did yeah and then you know and she thought i'll never see this woman again you know like right exactly i'll never see this woman again it's not a big deal yeah and then she i mean of course she told the friend when they you know later on but i will say stouffer's macaroni and cheese is really really good and you can even throw it in your own casserole dish maybe put some cheese on top but you suggested some panko i mean like a little panko to dress it up don't be afraid to do it and yeah. you don't have to tell people. Yeah, just lean right into that. Nobody's going to care. Because mm-hmm. you know what? Everybody likes some good mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I think that's hilarious that your mom did that. And, like, your mom of all people, like, really shocks me. 
Okay. So another one that you're way better at doing this, Carolyn, than I am, um, is make time to work out. Don't skip your exercise. I have just found out the hard way that I really need, even if I can't do a full workout in the morning, I need to at least like walk 20 minutes because it is more for me mentally. It just kind of grounds me in the day. I'm a lot more in control of my emotions. I have a better perspective on things. I just more grounded. That's probably the best way. And I, my day just goes better when I get some activity in, in the morning. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I, for me, it's not necessarily in the morning, but it, it just makes the whole like holiday shuffle go so much more smoothly. I'm just not great at carving out the time. Well, it's easy. Like you get busy and like, that's the first thing that you ditch on right. your schedule. Right. Well, and especially when I'm traveling to visit mm. family. So, like, I'll have the best of intentions, and then it just yeah. doesn't come to fruition. Well, that's why I have to do it in the morning. I mean, I like the mornings anyway. But, like, if I don't get it done before I get dressed for the day, like, it's it's not happening. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, so some that type is really of physical key. activity. Yeah. Even if it's just a walk. I would say that's probably my most important thing is getting that in. And again, it doesn't have to be like a stellar workout, you know, yeah. but just some kind of movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More than just yeah, stretching from, yeah. on the couch. Yeah. Um, okay. And then we both have some habits that we know are really kind of crucial for us to maintain our mental health, I think, or just kind of yeah. sanity during the holidays. Um, so, Briarly, you went sleeping in one day a week, one day a weekend? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it's a combination for me of, like, mental health and physical health. So, I'll try and sleep in one day on the weekend during the holiday season. Because um, also, I'm a night person. So, like, I will get a lot of stuff done at night once everybody's gone to mm-hmm. bed. Um so sleeping in in the morning gives me like recharges my battery or, How or gives me the energy. I mean, at Christmas, not like on Christmas, but like in that holiday season, like I'll stay up until, I mean, midnight a couple times, and I'll be like wrapping presents or. I know, but how late do you sleep? Um, nine thirty in the morning. Okay, yeah. I'm impressed you can sleep that. Like, if I sleep to seven, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I can. I it's I I love some sleep. Okay, okay. Well, and um, I have got to fit in going to the infrared sauna. Yes. a couple of times. Yes. to just chill me out. Um, and then our favorite vitamin D, mm-hmm. making sure we're supplementing with vitamin D, which I really like to add to my matcha lattes, which I've already kicked that into gear. And I well, you're great about taking your supplements generally. Mm. Sometimes, but <laughs> sometimes, yeah. But so overall, though, like and you know, sleep and sleep, prioritizing sleep. Sleep, yes, yeah. Building in some like good for your mind, good for your body habits. Yeah, um, I think is is something that we all need to do. Okay. 
And then a few just kind of random things. Um, Briarly, you said, don't feel guilty about being the first person to pour the first glass of wine. Exactly. Do not. Nope. Sometimes you just, sometimes you just need to be that person. Yeah. I said, don't feel guilty about disappearing and taking a nap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The kids are going to be fine, I think, were your exact words. The kids will be fine. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. You also told people that they should skip the holiday card. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is partly I wanted an excuse because I quit the holiday card a few years ago because that was getting a family pic was stressing me out. Okay, I was like, I need to let that go. Stressful. Um, But one thing I have been surprised about with the holiday card is that you know we're so environmental, environmentally friendly, you know, and I'm shocked that. Holiday cards are still, like, there hasn't been some backlash, media backlash on all the holiday cards. You know I mean, what I'm saying? I mean, I'm US not, I like getting working. them. I like getting them, but you know what I'm saying? No, like, I, we're so, yeah, cons- we're, we're so digitally, like, digital conserv- forward. Yeah. And yeah. there's that, yes, it is kind of strange that, that people have not trashed the holiday card. Yes. Although, it brings a lot of joy in my house. I love it. I love getting them. Love getting them. I don't mind sending them. Although, like, the past couple of years, we've had, like, built-in instances where we've gotten pictures. So you I had haven't wedding had to pics coordinate. you could use last year. Yeah. Right. And then, like, this year we had a big family vacation and we got oh, yeah. photos taken. So, like, our photos were done in June. Yeah. Now I still haven't ordered the cards, but we're getting, we're, we're getting there. Um... But yeah, it. I mean, I see your point that it's bad for Mother Earth, but I, I'm I, I, still I'm very not much like the greenest person. I'm just saying, I'm surprised like some woke person has not said this is bad for Mother Earth, right? And like make right. people feel bad for sending them, right? Exactly, exactly. Um. Okay. Your mom what had else? a great tip that she gave us. Yes. She said, don't schedule more than two things a day. So I remember seeing this in her calendar when I was younger. Like, she would, and she still does it, but she will, like, you know, around Thanksgiving or around the 1st of December, she will think through all the things that, maybe it's because she's done it for so long, all the different things that she's going to have to do, like wrapping presents, making these goodies for neighbors, do, like, and she will actually schedule it, particularly, like, she will schedule her days, um, like, um, you know, like, the as it, as it leads up. And she, but she will go ahead and space them out, like, today, like, she makes the dressing in advance. So she's like, you know, on this day, I'm making the dressing and sticking in the freezer, and I'm, you know, um, wrapping presents. And this next, like, she schedules two things, like, two tasks a day. Yeah. Which I, I like, think is genius. I know, I know, right? And I'm I'm more haphazard. Like, Same. I'm like, oh, I think I'll do this today, and then I get to the end, and I'm like, uh oh, uh oh, yeah. But I'm I definitely will be employing this this year, and I'll tell you how it goes. Yeah. Your your brother had a good one. What was that? He said, just uh, drink some wine and turn on some Christmas music. Oh, did that, he? Say that'll he make said, you feel yeah. better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll help you de-stress. Yeah, I can go with that. Yeah, I can go with that as long as I've already scheduled my two things a day so I can remember what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. 
I think John also, my brother also said, just go home. He did. <laughs> he said, just go home. <laughs> and, inv- and he said, invite somebody to come with you who loves to cook. Yeah. And yeah. his partner, Luke, loves to right. cook. Right. So his partner, Luke, loves to cook, and he just goes home to your mother's house, mm-hmm. and that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he falls in that, even though he is not under 30, he falls in that category yeah. of, you know, they're less stressed at the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else? Do we have anything else? You could just say no. That's what Will does. He just says no. He just shows up for his part, and then he leaves when he wants to leave. He's not cruel about it, but, yeah. you know. Guys are much better at that. They're so much better at that. But I do think most important of all, you pointed this out last night when we were talking, was you have to look at the big picture. Yes. Okay. The holidays are still going to happen even if you don't get X, Y, and Z done. You don't make the cookies for Mary Margaret and her nine grandkids. You don't. It is so easy to get wrapped up like, you know, I have to get this gift. I have to make the, like, I have to do like, it almost feels like make or break the holidays, you know? Yeah. And, like, just stepping back and being like, is this all that important? Right. Exactly. <laughs> or is this is this worth me turning into a holiday monster? Correct. No. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. So, embrace the holidays. Yep. Remember, look at the big picture. There will be more holidays. Yes. So, I don't know if that helps anybody. I sure hope it does. If we have one person, I'm happy. Yes. Tell us your tips. What have you learned? I love, I'm always up for learning and trying new things. Yeah. I love, I love the new tips. Yeah. Please share your best tips. Yeah. We want to hear them. Okay. See y'all next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes and be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.